Silhouette Zero, Episode 5, Sean Pan Skullduggery. Click has completed his first money-making mission for the crew of the Spice Wolf. While they await payment, Kobe and Jinko stalk the streets of Shanpan, hoping to filch away their financial problems. But will they get away with it? And what will happen if Jinko's patch catches up with him? Hello and welcome to Silhouette Zero, Episode 5. Uh, I am your GM, Chris Ng, and here's my brother Matt. Hello, I'm the player. <laughs> You're gonna do one of those well someday. What? Not today, but someday. Okay. Um, and our destiny pool is still at four dark side and three light side. I almost said four black side. I know. I, I was gonna call you out on it, but then I remember you go back and edit everything so that you turn out perfect. <laughs> okay. So on our last episode, Click and Tazi successfully made a bunch of money by tumbling their way into a piloting job and completing it with insane skill we're assuming a bunch of money we haven't been given a hard number yet click and tazi have struck a dramatic pose and we screen wipe from the top left corner across to the bottom right hand corner revealing a panning shot across the bustling spaceport concourse of sean pond the only spaceport on the planet of Monfa. The scene shifts following a skittering droid until it passes by an alleyway where Jinko and Kobe are huddled close together. All right, droid, listen carefully. We need credits, and I'm going to get them the only way I know how, to steal them. Keep an eye out for me. So that's basically Jinko's plan. He wants to steal credits from people. <laughs> oh, he's going to, like, pickpocket? Yeah, he's going to pickpocket. So we're going to do some... uh Skullduggery Skullduggery Skull Duggery checks. Cool. Okay, so here's how the way I'm figuring it. We're going to roll a Skullduggery check. If he succeeds, we'll roll the crit. We'll roll the 2d10, and then we'll use that as the amount of credits he swipes. Sound good? Sure. And if he fails the Skulldug, do you want to do a perception to see if he gets caught, or... Uh, well, if he fails, we'll have Kobe roll perception to see if you can warn him. Okay. Okay. Alright, so he flutters out into the crowd, and his first target is going to be what alien? Oh, um, let's start with the, uh, what are those guys? Doug? The guys, like, Sebalba? Oh, no, not the Doug. Those are the, what am I thinking of? Why am I blanking? What do they look like? Uh, blue, red eyes. Duros. Duros! Oh, oh right. that's the word. God, that was killing me. <laughs> okay, so yeah, he, you're gonna pick a, he scopes out a Duros space mechanic, um, and he's aiming for credits. He's got a silvery spacesuit on and a bag full of tools. And he's going to wait to see what happens. It's uh, two yellows and a green against two purple. <laughs> oh, okay. So failure, threat, triumph. Yep. Yeah, failure, threat, triumph. Okay. So he swoops up to try to snap away the credit chip lodged in the Duro's pocket. But the spacesuit is too snugly fit around his body, and his fingers brush against his uh, against his skin, and the drawers rolls around. Um, I thought that triumphs counted as success and advantages, but no matter if they offset stuff, they still counted as a triumph. It's still something triumphant still happens, but the intended action of stealing is failed. But something really awesome has to happen as a result of this. Okay. So let's see. What should he do? So he turns, Zeros turns around 
Hey, what are you doing? Spaceport security. Just wanted to see if you were paying attention to what was going on around you. I'm not sure I believe you. And while this is happening, Jinko is signaling over to Kobe to try to steal something out of his pocket. Okay. So Kobe's going to roll a Skullduggery, and because Jinko rolled a Triumph, it will roll off of the, the super awesome loot table. If it succeeds. If it succeeds. And what so, am I rolling against? It's two, but he gets a blue because he is distracted. And that should be enough triumphant points. Okay, so Kobe has three green in Skullduggery, so red and blue, against two purple. Failure, two advantages. Okay. Kobe zips up behind the Duros and reaches out with his tiny little mechanical arm, which again spins the Duros around. Hey, what's going on here? And Jinko makes a break for it. The Duros spins around again, and when he does, Kobe makes a break for it, <laughs> and their tiny silhouette zero bodies vanish in the crowd, and the Duros frantically checks his pockets. Realizes nothing's been stolen and decides that it's not worth the effort and just makes a trotting run for it. Jinko and Kobe regroup in the alleyway. Well, that could have gone better. I'm going to try again. Maybe something a little... Uh, Alright, what's the second alien he's going to rob? Uh, Ithorian. Okay. Something a little dumber. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why he would think that of Ithorians. Maybe he's prejudiced. Uh, failure and a threat. <laughs> Jinko tries to reach into the Athorian's pocket, but the Athorian's weird-shaped body is confusing him. Uh, so Kobe will roll perception average to see if he can warn Jinko in time. Uh, it looks like yes. Three successes. Okay, so how does Kobe signal this to, to Jinko? He hops up and down, waving his arms frantically, yelling. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Jinko makes a break for it before the authority can turn around. Because people are going to pay more attention to the Astromech make giving a performance than anyone else. I cannot believe this. Alright, one more try. Whoa, whoa. Uh, Kobe points out to, uh, I'm going to say, an Ortolan. <laughs> <laughs> the giant blue elephant. That is part of the Max... Well, that is Max Rebo of the Max Rebo band is an Ortolan. In Jabba's palace. Yeah, so a big fat blue elephant oh. guy is tottering down the runway. They have weird hands, by the way. Have you looked at their hands? Yeah, they're kind of creepy. Yeah. Don't look at their hands. Jinko cracks his neck, rolls his shoulders. All right, back to the basics. <laughs> uh, yeah. Success and two advantages. Whew. Alright, so let's see. With the two advantages, I will say that he will get flat credits for the success, and then we can roll off the bonus table for the two advantages. So, 68 credits for Jinko. And 20 for the loot table. A stim pack. Useful. Not great. Jinko pockets them and flutters away. See? That is how it's done. Um, Kobe anxiously wants to try. If you think you can do better. Uh, he flexes his little robot arms. Be you might have guessed. I'll stand watch. What's Kobe's, uh, choice here? I'm thinking someone's scary looking. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say a Chevin. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Those things are weird. Uh, Chevin looks essentially like Mr. Snuffleupagus if you smushed his trunk into a flatter trunk. And his face was pretty much his entire body. And they have these horrifyingly huge hands and are have tremendous business acumen. Alright, so Kobe's going to try to rob this Chevin, who probably has some cash on him. Uh, an advantage. Failure, but an advantage. Alright, let's see how um, if Jinko can warn him. Perception is yellow and green. You want me to use the advantage for blue? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Alright. I can't have... I don't think anything else would work. Okay. Uh, <laughs> advantage. Failure, but an advantage. Jinko is too busy scoping out other possible <laughs> marks that he does not see Kobe is in trouble. Uh, the advantage here being that as you see this Chevin turn, Jinko also turns to see Kobe and he goes, ah! <laughs> Unclear what he means, but it's up to Kobe here. So the Chevin turns around. Um, what are you doing, Brian? Kobe's going to attempt to be the astromech in the crowd. <laughs> Um, going along our running joke of nobody pays attention to the astromech. Yeah. In Star Wars, no one ever pays attention to the astromech at all. So, stealth? The only thing that makes sense. We're going to do stealth. Okay. I'd let you do deception, too. Whichever one was better for you. Uh, deception is three green. I'll do that. Okay. Uh, average. I'm going to argue with a black because he's been touched. I'm going to argue for blue because... Nobody sees the astromech. All right. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Two success, two advantages. All right. He skirts away from danger. The Chevin doesn't even look at Kobe. He assumes someone else has touched him <laughs> looking around. See? Not as easy as it looks. Um, Kobe sulks a little bit and re uh, returns to his little position of... Guarding watch, taking watch. This is taking forever. Well, you have to be have a better way of getting some credits faster than this. Um, Kobe wants to look for a access terminal. Okay, there are plenty of access terminals here in a spaceport, so no problem there. Okay, uh, he's going to connect in. He's looking for cameras. Okay, so run me a computer check on two, please. Okie doke. Kobe has two yellow and two green in computers. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, two success, two advantages. All right, so yes, you have access to the camera system. What do you want your advantages to be? Um, let's say he can control the cameras. Okay. Besides just looking through them. Right. Um, and let's say that they also allow for, uh, they also pick up sound. Okay, cool. Those are good advantages. All right. So he has control of the camera system. Um, and now he's looking for anything that looks like a business deal where someone might be doing a, a, a drop or he's looking for anything that would stand out. Um, I would like to request Roland in Underworld to see if he would know what something like that would look like. And then a perception to see if he sees it. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. I'm going to argue that it is a black because looking at a camera is trickier. Well, no, not... Not for, not, the, for the, not for the knowledge, right. So just do a straight knowledge check on Underworld against uh, two. It's fine. Okay. It might be Streetwise, but we'll just go with Underworld. Streetwise? It might be, but I'm going to keep it Underworld. Oh. Oh, no, no, no. You're probably right. Uh-huh. 
Sorry, I didn't even think about that. Okay, so my streetwise is three green. Uh, looks good. Yeah, two success, one advantage. All right. Go ahead and roll that perception. With a black. With a black, but give yourself... Upgrade mm -hmm. one of those. Oh, upgrade. Greens, yeah, to a yellow. Great. Yeah, and we'll roll it like that. So two yellow, a green, two purple, and a black. Uh, two success. Okay, so um, what kind of business deal do you want to see here? Um, I want it to be actually like the payment drop is what I want it to be. Like someone has a suitcase full of actual credit chips. Okay. Dumps it in like a maintenance tube and tries to lock it up. The reason that Kobe spots this individual in the first place is that they look extremely nervous. Uh, they are wearing a coat that is far too big and clutching this briefcase much closer to their side than they absolutely need to be doing. This individual is an aqualish. Uh, for those of you that don't know, that's the guy who gets his arm chopped off in the Mos Eisley Cantina in episode 4. Uh, looks kind of like a walrus and a bug combined. Yeah. And so the Aqualish is rushing across the concourse. He literally stops around a corner and peers his head out, uh, looks left, looks right, looks left again, and then tries to sneak his way along the wall until he gets over to a trash receptacle. He punches that thing open, throws the briefcase in, and then bolts as fast as he can away from that drop point. Um, at this point, Kobe uh, just detaches himself from the terminal and he waves over for Jinko to follow him. What? What? What is going on? Won't, won't. Okay, so they're maneuvering their way through. Uh-huh. Uh, roll me a perception. Um, one. Two success. Okay. At the same time that you and Jinko are approaching this drop-off point, you see another um, human male wearing plain clothes approaching that trash can at a very rapid stride. Uh, are we closer to it, though? Uh, you are a little bit closer to it. If you want to try to beat him, you can either roll athletics to push your way through or coordination to sneak your way through. Well, I'm an astromech. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll try coordination because it's slightly better. Yeah, and you can roll a group coordination check. So what is his coordination? Well, he is not... Technically, he's not affected by anything that would be like... Would you count this as terrain? Who? Jinko. Right, Jinko is not affected by negative terrain, but he still only flies at human level, typically. Yeah. So, he has a yellow and a green. Uh, that's what I have also. Okay, so roll two yellow against two purple. And we wish for luck. Uh, looks like a success and a threat. Okay, so you have made it to the trash receptacle first. Wow, I can't say that word. Trash receptacle. You have made it to the trash receptacle first, but the human male has spotted you at the same time. He is reaching into his coat. Uh, so describe the trash receptacle for me. It is a typical trash receptacle. It's taller than you guys are, but it has one of those... Essentially, looks like an astromech dome with the push spring-loaded door. Uh, could I attempt to use my arc welder to cut a hole in the side? <laughs> Uh, I don't I don't think you have the chance because Jinko is going to slam himself into it just to knock the thing over. Okay. Uh, and Yeah, no, that's good. It it opens up. He's not sure what he's looking for, though, so he stares at all the trash coming out of it blankly. The briefcase slides to in front of Kobe. Um, Kobe uses his hollow projector to put a target bullseye on the briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and at that moment, the human male yells, 
Hey, that's my briefcase. And he draws out a blaster pistol. I guess roll initiative. So Jinko's vigilance is three green. Uh, Kobe's not a fighter. He's got one green. It's his vigilance. Two success. Sorry, two advantages. All right, it's Jinko's turn first. He sees the blaster being pulled and uh, spends his maneuver to swoop down and grab the briefcase. And uh, spends another maneuver to draw one of his holdout blasters. So take a strain then? No, he's not going to take an action shot. Oh, okay. And so he's just holding it but not wanting to shoot. There are a lot of people around, and he still thinks he can get away. Kobe, we need a distraction. And it's Kobe's turn. Is there a uh, access panel nearby? Or what? what is there nearby? Describe okay. the area. The trash can is set next to some railings that designate an outdoor patio area to the nearby cafe. So it's on the corner, and a few meters down, there is the entrance into the cafe. The cafe, uh, the railings that mark off the patio area are your height. There are people walking to your left in constant foot traffic. And there is, if you turn right to the corner, there's a corridor that leads somewhere else. The human male that is approaching you is not yet at that corridor junction. So basically, I'm surrounded by trash. Both literal and metaphorical. <laughs> right. Um, there's not a lot he can do. Um, there's a cafe, you said? Mm-hmm. All right. He's going to use a maneuver to go into the cafe. All right, so he slides um, into the patio. I'm guessing, we're, well, I'm guessing we're kind of near the back entrance, because you wouldn't put a patio near the trash in the alleyway, right? Uh, correct. This is not a... This is not a dumpster this is just a trash can a convenience trash can. Uh, okay but yeah it's close enough to get into the inside within one move that's fine okay um and what what where am i what is there okay um it's a small cafe with a lot of small round tables people are eating food the there's a protocol droid standing behind a high counter that has one of those half glass domes that show all the different pastries and foods that are available, kind of deli style. There's a short line waiting at the register where a bored looking uh, toy Darian is fluttering there. Hmm. Oh, this gives me again nothing to work with. Uh, okay, so I'm going to bank on the average person's reaction to this sort of thing and also the human's inability to compare two different things uh so i'm going to attempt to uh wave my arms wildly and try to shock the toydarian <laughs> okay uh that's short range range light attack i'm pretty sure okay isn't it just brawl or melee or something no wait there it is it's melee oh okay so so melee. even worse melee at two <laughs> but you give a blue because he's not he didn't roll <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he's on an initiative. Uh, okay, success and an advantage. All right, <laughs> you zap him. Uh, can my advantage be is that he starts chasing me as I run out of the building? Okay. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> and he grabs a spoon and starts flying after you, trying to hit you in the head with a spoon. <laughs> Meanwhile, outside, the human male is brandishing the blaster, realizing he's in a crowded area, lowers it at waist level. That's my briefcase. Hand it over. No, I have no intention of doing so. It's my briefcase. <laughs> I found it in the trash. I found it in the trash, fair and square. I am a trash dumpster diver. <laughs> like all today. <laughs> <laughs> Do not judge me for my cultural differences. <laughs> uh, 
so the the guy is just closing distance at this point and at the end of his turn he's now in short range of where jinko is so pc slot um i want to uh use kobe to lead out the other toydarian out into the <laughs> place where his toydarian and his human are all carrying guns okay so kobe zips through the center between the two of them i assume yeah Come back here, you Turk! I'm going to pass you into a hundred pieces! Uh, and then he's going to try to, like, go behind, like, general direction behind the human. Okay. Does it make it look like he's going to safety? <laughs> Alright, roll me deception against, um, let's see. Their discipline is willpower, right? Yeah. Against two, but he gets a blue because this is very unexpected. <laughs> Everything I do is unexpected. Okay, that offsets uh, two advantages. Okay, failure to advantages. He is not going to fall for the switcheroo right away, but you have two advantages to play with. Um, can the advantages be that the Tordarian thinks that the human is my owner? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Kobe takes a very... Um, cowering um, animal approach. Yeah, a cowering healed puppy approach. Like, save me, master. Yeah. What well, is a big idea? Why are you bringing your droid in here to shock on the to shock innocent bystanders? You should have that thing on the restraining bolt. What? That's not my droid. Uh, so now it's Jinko's turn. He's gonna spend a maneuver to holster his blaster and just make a run for it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna roll him athletics just to see if he can barrel straight through because uh, that's his plan. So he only has one green to this, but it's two purple. A black because he's carrying the briefcase, but I'm actually going to give him a blue for the briefcase too because he's going to hit people with it. You want a blue for flying because then he's not dealing with the low center of gravity? Hmm. Typically, the the book says to not really benefit the flight, but mostly it was just the flight mechanics. But I like your argument, so I'm going to give him a <laughs> the blue. Um, hmm, no good. Uh, Success and a threat. That's good. Does it? Yeah. So, ah, thump, 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 thump. The threat being that he is making a lot of people angry by hitting them in the head with a briefcase. Uh, Several are calling out. One is running for the security, a nearby security panel. Come on, Colby. (laughs) The human is now very irritated. He sees Jinko making a run for it. He aims his blaster, realizes he can't hit him, so he turns his blaster um, toward the droid, realizes that's not going to help him any, and so he's going to roll an athletics check to see if he can just <laughs> plow his way through and chase after. Uh-huh. So that is two green for him with two purple. I'm going to give him a black because... People are annoyed now. <laughs> yeah, irate, and they're defensive, and they're looking for more people to push at him. Um, nope, failure, but an advantage. So he pushes his way through and crashes into the Chevin from earlier. The pair of them fall down with the Chevin on top. What do you think you're doing, human? Get off me, you smelly, weird elephant jerk. Uh, the advantage is that he still has his eyes on Jinko, who is still flying over the crowd. Okay. Kobe. Um, Kobe's gonna go to a, uh, access terminal. Okay. Because now no one's really paying attention to him again. Right. Uh, and I, this time I want to get control of the the security terminal that the people seem to be running to. I want to try to 
lock them out. All right. Kobe can't really afford any unnecessary uh, attention from authorities, okay. local or otherwise. Perfect. So roll me a computers against two with a black because of he's trying to defeat a person that is still operating the control panel. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Bypass security. I do have bypass security. Um, removes one black. Uh, made to disable a security device. That Would you count a, that as a... I'm going to count it as a security device. So okay. you can remove the black. Okay. So two yellow, two green, two purple. Holy extravaganza. Okay, those cancel. That cancels. And four advantages. <laughs> so... He fails to lock the user out of the security terminal, but... Uh, he activates all the security terminals <laughs> simultaneously. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so now the security people think there's some kind of malfunction with the security panel system that they're all going off at the same time, uh, which has caused some panic because maybe there's really something bad going on, or maybe it's just... Some kind of technical malfunction. Okay, and how many uh, advantages would you like me to use on that? That seems pretty severe, so you can have maybe one more, depending on what it is. Um, let's just say that he was able to hide his uh, signature from anyone looking. Okay, right. So if no one will immediately know that he was the one slicing it, and any upgrade or any attempts to investigate investigate that will have an upgraded difficulty. Okay. All right, so Kobe is uh, done. The human is dazed, and I think we are out of initiative right yeah. now. Jinko makes it around the corner and bolts it down out of the immediate area until he can find a safe spot. Um, and then where Jinko is, um, one of the maintenance tubes opens next to him, and Kobe rolls out. <laughs> I hope this was worth all of that. Whoa, whoa. Uh, Kobe shrugs with his little robot arms. <laughs> okay, so they find a quiet spot and open up the briefcase on the inside of the briefcase is a data pad and that data pad has access codes to a ship that seems to be docked at this place hmm well not particularly worthwhile on the offset but a lot of people keep a lot of valuable things inside the ships shall we investigate uh kobe nods jaco and kobe arrive at a docking bay this docking bay is holding a all right it's a JM5000 Jumpmaster Scout. It looks like this. <laughs> yeah. It essentially looks like a flying saucer with a cockpit glued on the front. 747 slapped on the front. Yeah, and it is a patrol boat style vehicle. There are no there are no immediate piles of cargo lying about. Nothing really laying from along the outskirts except for some discarded transport boxes. They take a quick tour of the perimeter, knock on the door, call out... No one seems to be there. Well, well, shall we take a look? Uh, so they enter the access codes. The ship slides right open. You investigate the computers. I will check out the cargo. Okay, so uh, Kobe's going to do just that and hook into the system. All right, give me a computer roll against two with a blue because they have the access codes. Okay, four successes, a triumph, and a threat. <laughs> okay, perfect. Does yeah all right that access code was only one number off from the rest of the sequence of the access code for the computer so kobe has full control of this thing 
and he starts combing through all of the data as is his want to do being a slicer he starts studying the hyperdrive maps the communications excerpts all sorts of in- interesting data that has gone in and out of the ship and he puts together that this is owned by a bounty hunter who seems to be here tracking down someone on the behalf of someone of an individual named Bodega the Hut. Okay. So Kobe gets all that information and decides to slide his way down out of the cockpit. There's not much else he can do, although he has total access to the ship if there's anything he wanted to do to it. Um, he would like to reap as much in terms of parts as possible from this thing in a short amount of time. Um, mainly, I am curious about the hyperdrive. Okay, so this is a primary class 3, backup class 15. The I have a 12. Spice one. Wolf has a, a backup class 12. Is lower number is better? Is that how that works? Yes, lower number is better. So these are incompatible parts, so you're going to have to take a black to this mechanics check. Okie doke. Unless you have any ranks in Utini. No, no. I, I'm pure slicer at this point. Okay. Later so, on in another life, he will be an expert mechanic as well. Okay. Um, but we're not there yet. So it's an average mechanics check with a black. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. That offers that. Uh, one of those does that. So three success and advantage. All right. So you pop off some of the parts from the backup hyperdrive. You're pretty certain that Tazi will be able to use these pieces to compile it into the current backup hyperdrive. Especially since they pulled from a 12 to fuel or to generate a 1, right? <laughs> uh, a 2. Generate oh, a 2. Yeah. So there should be... He, you take all the parts that seem to be universally compatible to most hyperdrives, and you figure that it will be helpful. This will help in the mechanics check that Tazi needs to make to repair that hyperdrive unit. Um, at the same time, Jingo comes back and he says, "Not much of the cargo bay, mostly supplies, blaster, and and blaster ammunition." Um, does Kobe have like the basic like credentials and stuff of the bounty hunter who owns the ship? Just like name and appearance. And sure. That. Yeah, he can display that if he wants. Yeah. To. So he displays a bounty hunter, um, along with his little dossier for Jinko. Hmm. Not one that I am familiar with. Who is he working for? Uh, he switches over to his dossier that he's compiling on Bodega the Hut. We need to get out of here right now. Well, right now. Uh, he hoists, hoists up his uh, assortment of hyperspace parts um, into a quick knapsack and rolls out on a single wheel. Okay, so as the two of you are rushing out, you hear, uh, I'm going to flip a dark side. Oof. And you hear this. This... Stupid Jawa stole all of my credits. I was lying in a ditch. It's not fair. This is why I tell you not to drink on the Jawa. Two Rodians are approaching. One is the drunk one from earlier. The other is much better equipped, wearing higher class armor and carrying more dangerous weapons. And the minute that Jinko and Kobe appear on the ramp, he pulls a blaster. Una guta. Jinko? Diagonal swipe. Uh, so we cut back over to back in the interior of the Spice Wolf. Tazi, Click, and Reina are all standing there. They have just posed dramatically. <laughs> You're going to tell me you just made a bunch of money, aren't you? Well, one way or another, 
Now, we don't know the, the whole details, but between Tazi's camera work and my flying, I'm sure it'll be a nice slice. So, uh... Besides, we have collateral. Ever seen an Incom T-16? Huh? This is starting to sound more and more suspect by the moment. <laughs> but as she says that, the boy appears not too long from then and has the credit chips for you. They were really impressed with the work you did, so they gave us a bonus. Here, as promised, 80%. I got paid 1200 so there's 960 on here. Thanks! He nods and runs off. See, huh? he almost got paid for the full job for doing bup kiss. <laughs> <laughs> See, isn't it better that we let him have some? I guess. We could have got more credits. Don't you feel good right here in your heart? Which one? Uh, either of them. <laughs> And uh, at that time, so at that moment, Reyna takes the credit chip from your hand mm -hmm. in a quick swipe. Well, I suppose it's the moment where we start to negotiate your share. Huh? Oh, right. I guess that's the thing we need to do, huh? Since you seem to be willing to pilot my ship, and you seem to have the skill and business acumen to become a benefit to it, I would like to keep you on as a probationary member of the crew. <laughs> This is like a probationary. <laughs> I had all but intended to fire you. since Particularly since when I examined some of the ship's logs, it indicated that you were intending to hyperspace your way to the Hydean way. Hey, that's the astromech, not me. I talked to Kobe about that. I'm going to flip another dark side for her to have known that without a roll. Still, the point remains. If you two are going to be part of the crew, you need to be able to accurately pilot in that hyperspace. Uh, yeah, Kobe and I will have, we, we already had a talk. We'll have another one, um, when he gets back. He's with Jinko right now. As it stands, the crew, I receive 40% of all intake from the crew, and Jinko and Tazi receive 20% each. Of course, that number is going to have to divide itself further if we are going to give you a share, aren't we? Right. I'm feeling a bit generous right now, so I will agree to take 30%. Jinko and Tazi's share of 20% will remain, and you shall receive 10. Uh, can we toss in a clause to revisit this discussion should the desire to remove the probationary title comes into effect? Of course, as soon as you've proven yourself a trustworthy member of this crew, I shall give you full crew status. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't expect you to pay me as much as your crew. That'd be ridiculous. I mean, even in spite of the fact that it's me and... An astromech? There's two of us. The astromech does not need credits. It's a droid. Oh, I don't know. He seems to have a lot of things that he needs. <laughs> Alright, so do you want to roll a negotiation? Uh, yeah, let's go ahead, because I'm going to get creamed on it, but I think it'll be good practice. Because I have not done negotiations frequently. So, one purple, one red. <laughs> okay, so there's a despair, a threat, and three, no, four successes. Okay, so you do succeed in in securing more money for Kobe. Uh, but it goes to Kobe. <laughs> like, definitely goes to Kobe. Probably like 5% more, but that's going to go straight to Kobe. But how does a despair work on these things? Does she, like, really hate me now? It's or does she take the 5% from the other two so that they hate me? Something super bad. Very well. If you're so insistent on it, then 9% of it will shall go to Kobe, and you can receive 1%. Ah, okay. Of course, 
if you should change your mind in believing that the droid deserves a share, you can retain your 10%, but I'll leave that up to you and your conscience. <laughs> right. Um, Kobe and I will talk about it at the same time we talk about, you know, him sending us down the wrong hyperspace lane. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Excellent. Captain. Excellent. Very well. Then can I trust you to take care of of the 96 credits that he is owed? Yeah, of course. Remember, only nine and a half of them are yours. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he and I negotiate our own deal. Right, right, right. So you can add 96 credits to your total. Tazi, yeah. No, keep it, boss. We need it for the ship. Oh, yeah. I know about flying, but fixing... I can... I fiddle with things, but... How bad are we in for a credit to cost here? Do we have any estimates? This is not the kind of spaceport you want to get a repair estimate on. I mean, it's the last stop before you get to Terminus, and they're really going to gouge you. It's the only spaceport here. I'd rather wait till we get to Bespin before we do that kind of maneuver. Wait, wait, wait. You're, you're worried about getting gouged, and you say, let's go to Bespin? Bespin may be high class, but there are going to be lots more competition there. Besides, I know a few Ugnots. Alright, if you insist. Trust me, you keep those 96 credits. You earned them, more so than I did. Hey, without you, that would have been literally just a flight through the planet. <laughs> well, I'm gonna well, do some maintenance. I wonder where Jinko and Kobe are. I'm sure those two can be trusted to keep their noses clean. Star Swipe. The scene shows the drunk Rodian laying on the floor, having been dropped by the bounty hunter, who is now leveling the blaster rifle at Jinko. Jinko has his hands in the air. Kobe has the parts in a backpack wrapped awkwardly around his <laughs> droid body. Murishan, how convenient. He made all the hunting part of the bounty hunting a lot easier. Thank you, Jinko. Now if you just put those blasters down, you can go slide right into the cell of my ship and we'll be on our way. Of course, assuming that your astromech friend here didn't gut out every major component of my ship. Pachimucha. Um, well, this is a misunderstanding. You can tell Bodega that I am having his money coming very, very soon and that he does not need to be bringing me in after all, if I am dead, what good am I to him? He reaches into his data pad. You need to cough up a down payment right now, or I get to blast you and take your burnt-out, hollow-winged husk back to Bodega so he can laugh at you. Um, I would like to ask if I can flip a destiny point for Kobe to access the ship and just have the landing bay, uh, pull up. <laughs> while they're still standing on it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, do it. Alright, flipping... All right, so yeah, he remote accesses it, and while they're talking, <laughs> uh, Kobe immediately peels off to the cockpit and begins launching uh, protocol. <laughs> what are you doing? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so they both scramble up to the front. <laughs> Do you know how to pilot? Oh, <laughs> uh, he shrugs. Um, not in a I don't know kind of way, but in a well, kind of sort of way. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is his pilot rating? Uh, planetary or space? Space. Space is too green. Uh, that is the same for Jinko. Yeah, so he can't complain. Technically, only one person can fit in this thing, but since they are silhouette zero, that's two half people. So they're slammed together, <laughs> crammed in the cockpit. Move over! Oh, wait, they had two people, though. <laughs> well. There must be room for a passenger, no? Not in the specs. We'll just say it's modified that there's a spot okay. for a passenger. Uh, so they, yeah, they're sitting there crammed against each other. Move over! I will fly! <laughs> Fine, you fly! <laughs> Alright, uh, 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 
Kobe immediately taps into the comm system to ping a request for takeoff from the bay uh, computers. <laughs> a protocol droid appears on the comms. Excuse me, this is Shanpan Flight Control from uh, from Landing Port 3. We do not have a flight plan submitted for your departure at this time. You will have to wait a moment and please submit the proper documentation at this time. Uh, Kobe would like to attempt to fabricate one. Alright, so that's going to be... Roll me a knowledge education check at 2. That is a yellow, 3 greens. That's right, I took a rank in education. <laughs> okay, uh, so it looks like I'm going to be successes and a threat. Two, three successes, one threat. Okay. Kobe quickly compiles a fabricated flight plan and beams it over. Oh, I see. Um, would you please now... Well, this is going to cost you some extra credits as you are inconveniencing the maintenance crew for having to move their vessels out of the way. Do you accept this charge? Uh, well, well. Fairly well. It will be applied to your account. <laughs> and the docking bay doors start to open. Uh, Kobe releases the clamps and starts flying out slowly because what's one guy going to do? <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, he's shooting with his blaster. Uh, Kobe turns on the shields. <laughs> ah, I'm gonna get you for this! Um, does this ship have any weapons? Also, is there an escape pod? Two very important questions. It does have weapons. No escape pod, but um, if it does not have an escape pod, it has an ejection system. Oh, well, that's not as useful. It's more like single chair ejection, right? Yeah. Okay. Alright, so you take off. Um, he plots a course for uh, the Spice Wolf. <laughs> He's just gonna unless, tell... unless Jinko tries to give him a new idea. Uh, roll me an unopposed piloting check. A simple pilot check. To success. Okay, so you fly out of there perfectly. You're maintaining speed, distance, you're flying casually. No one's picking up anything weird from the way you're flying. What are you doing? He's a bounty hunter. No doubt he has a tracking device on this ship. If we land it somewhere, they're going to find us. Uh, okay, uh, Kobe's going to uh, ping into his sensors on the ship and look for something nearby. Something what? Like somewhere to hide? Somewhere to leave a ship. Okay, well, this there is only the spaceport of Shattenpon and the rest is Swampland. Right. Uh, can the sensors... Uh, tell him whether or not it's a decent spot to land, or if it would sink. Actually, you know what? It doesn't matter if it would sink. Uh, find us the <laughs> nearest, uh, open spot of land near the spaceport. <laughs> okay, so he just eyeballs it, uses some sensors, and finds one that has not too difficult to return to the spaceport from where it would land. No trees, either, to, to ruin that landing. Right, That's that was more of what he was looking for, just a clearing. He didn't and there's no way for it to tell the ground quality. Okay, why don't you land... Roll me a pilot check. It's average to land it. I'm going to flip a dark side to upgrade one of them to red. Uh, one disadvantage, so... Or one threat, so technically a failure. Failure and a threat. He <laughs> crashes that sucker. Doesn't even remember to lower the landing gear, because in Kobe's <laughs> mind... I don't even need this ship. <laughs> Smash, sludge. <laughs> what kind of landing was that? 
oh, he said the quick one. Uh, and he starts peeling out <laughs> towards the door as it's lifting the ship up like a jack because okay. it's the landing uh, thing. Uh, and then he hits the ejection um, button since that's not working too well so that the main cockpit just opens up. Yeah, it bursts open. They tumble off and now they're on the top of the ship that is slowly sinking into the murk and the mire. And Kobe has his bag of parts. Great. Now what are we going to do? Kobe uh, goes, walk, walk, walk. Silhouette Zero is a production of the Ing Brothers. Follow us on Twitter at SilZeroChris and at SilZeroMath. That's S-I-L-Z-E-R-O. For more episodes, check us out at SilZero.wordpress.com. You can also email us at SilZeroPodcast at gmail.com. The Edge of the Empire role-playing game and other related materials are copyright Fantasy Flight Games and Lucas Books. Buy your own copy so you can play with your friends. Silhouette Zero is a fan production. Star Wars is copyright Lucasfilm and Disney. All music is produced by Tazi. And until we meet again, may the Force be with you. You really should have. I blame you. It's not. It's okay. You lacked professionalism. I'll be in my trailer. (laughs) (laughs) You start to operate on the up and up. Then we can have a professional relationship. I think it's going to be fine. It's not fine.